And now, the Time Fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. First headline, this is one of four, that's right, four podcasts that have been put out today by MTMV Sports dealing strictly with combat sports. You're welcome, fight fans. So we've got Aftermath, UFC 229 was so big, myself and the bearded wonder Josh Musil had to break it up into two parts. So that's out there. You also have round two with Ian Pompey Pomfrey. Make sure you go check that out. He's a phenomenal young man with a bright future and a story that you want to hear. And then, of course, you've got your staple, the flagship of combat sports for MTMV Sports, the main card. And in headlines and hot takes, oh my goodness, we are going to play Follow the Bouncing Fight and Fighter. So, UFC confirmed that the following fights will be taking place. All this happened this week. Daniel D.C. Cormier, the man whose hand was broken and was waiting to fight Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's stepping in to save UFC 230 because Sarge and Valentina Shevchenko, yeah, that wasn't going to do it. It wasn't going to do it at all. So DC stepped in. And who is he taking on? The media darling. The person who has just won over the world since UFC 229. None other than the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. We talked about this in Aftermath, so I'm not going to go into deep detail regarding this. But they will headline UFC 230. UFC 231. We know that Max Holloway and Brian Ortega were scheduled to fight there. That's a done deal. It's going to happen. That will be the headlining fight. The co-main event for that card in Toronto. That's right. In the six is going to be mm, the fight that they were going to have before and then scrapped. But now it's back on, which is Valentina Shevchenko and Joanna Jandrzejczyk for the women's flyweight title. So if JJ is back in the picture, well, then that means that Sajar Eubanks is out of the picture, at least for the title. She will still be fighting on UFC 230, but now she will take on the tough rising um, flyweight in Roxanne Mataferi. Now this is a rematch of a fight that took place during the season of Tough where the flyweight championship was established for the women. That fight was not a five round, I mean not five round, three round fight. This one will be, so 
We'll see how all of that goes. Now, Sarge is not happy, and I don't blame her. She went from, uh, in one week's time, headlining one of the premier cards for the UFC and getting an opportunity to win the title. I mean, the Reebok money alone probably matches her win and show purse combined. Went from doing that to being relegated to the prelims and maybe even fight past prelims on that car. So I get her pain. I get her suffering. But JJ was in the same situation the week before when they said that everything was being switched around to try to save UFC 230. Now, one fight that was on that car that everybody was excited about, the first fight that was announced was... Nate Diaz and Poirier. That's right. Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Well, no, it's not going to happen. Poirier is out. uh, Supposed to be out about two months or so. He is going to get, uh, via his uh, social media posts, he's going to get a second opinion to see uh, what's going on with his injury. Still undisclosed, but uh, praying for a speedy recovery for Mr. Poirier. Uh, he's already spent a lot of money for this camp, training and getting ready, and all, less than about three weeks away from the fight taking place. And now he can't do that. That's a lot of stress and strain on a household and money, uh, you know, significant amount of money that he was supposed to get that's not coming in now. So praying for him and his family regarding this and praying that he has a speedy recovery so that he can return to training doing what he loves and providing for his family now when Poirier fell out Jorge Masvidal stepped up and was like hey I'll fight and Masvidal versus Nate Diaz yeah I will watch that all day every day and twice on Saturday But Dana then told the L.A. Times that Nate was off the card. And Nate is like, hey, man, I will wait for Khabib to come back and we'll do it that way. Well, we don't know when Khabib is coming back. We really don't know when he's coming back. Number one, he's got to answer to the Nevada State Athletic Commission. He and Connor are... Uh, being suspended, and I don't even quite get the suspension. The suspension starts in about three days on the 15th of October. It's a temporary suspension, I guess, until they have the uh, the hearing, which will be on October 24th. But, yeah, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why it starts in uh, on the 15th versus starting when they announced it. Hey, uh, either way it goes, nobody was going to fight before then. And we will see what the Nevada State Athletic Commission does with both Mr. Nurmagomedov as well as Mr. McGregor. Now, <laughs> here's where things get even more interesting. So, Nurmagomedov said after the fight that Putin called him, said, we're proud of you, uh, you know, happy that you did what you did. Well, Putin went on TV with both uh, 
Habib and his father sat down, talked with him, and said it for the world to see. And he was proud of him, um, that he understood his actions, and he hopes that the commission doesn't come down on him too hard, and even ask his father to lighten up on him for the things that he did. I mean, just kind of crazy how this fight, this event has impacted so many different people in so many different regions of the world. Now, some people that were definitely impacted by the melee that happened after the fact were members of Habib's team, including the Chechnyan uh, Zubaria Tukagov. Yeah, so his name's been in the middle of a whole lot of stuff. Uh, Nate, like I said, said he'll wait for Khabib. Uh, and Nate and Khabib have beef. They've got history. They were involved in their own brawl at a WSOF event. It was so bad that the Diaz brothers cannot go to any now PFL fights. Um, he's like, hey, I'll fight Khabib. But again, we're waiting to see what happens with that. Tukagov, uh, reportedly, or I should say, Dana stated after the, uh, or at the post-fight press conference, that any of Khabib's team members who were involved in the fight were no longer going to be a part of the UFC. Tukagov is scheduled to fight, or at least was scheduled to fight, Artem Lobov, on the mountain card, which is at the end of the month, it's October 27th. <laughs> Nate is like, Don't do it. Uh, if you cut Tukagov, or better yet, don't cut Tukagov, fire me, don't fire him. I think it'll be uh, more fair that way. Uh, Artem is like, Don't fire him, don't cut him, don't let him go. Please allow him to fight because I've got something for him. He needs this this whooping that I got for him. Now, that's not going to happen. And poor Artem, uh, all this stuff that has happened has kept him from fighting uh, both times. He couldn't fight at Barclays because of the incident that took place. And now it looks like his fight at Moncton is not going to take place either. Uh, and I don't see... Uh, he may fight, but it's not going to be Tukagov. I can guarantee that it's way too close to all the craziness happening to have both of those camps going against each other again just absolute bananas so that's that as the state of max holloway and ortega still on the card in the six then you've got the card to end all cards for 2018 and it was announced earlier this week uh, that John Jones and Alexander Gustafson are going to do it again and do it for the uh, vacant light heavyweight title so it looks like DC will be allowed to or I should say they're going to do it for the light heavyweight title they haven't stated it's going to be interim how that's going to work uh, but everything looks like and I should say all signs point to DC being stripped after the fight at Madison Square Garden in a couple of weeks and uh, then that belt being on the line for Gustafson and Jones 
Uh, that's going to be a really interesting fight because, really, I think Gus beat him the first time, although John wasn't training like he needed to and things of that nature. Um, I'm just wondering how different things may be this go-round. And, of course, Cyborg and Nunez are going to be on that 232 card as well. But, yeah, so much so much is happening as far as fight cards are concerned. Um, you know, I normally give you some information about other promotions as well. I did a lot of that in Aftermath. So, again, I encourage you to go listen to that because that's where that information is. And with four episodes, or I should say four podcasts being released in one day, uh, yeah, your man, the voice is a little tired, so... Please go check those out, get that information, and let's step into the ring, through the ropes, into the squared circle for the old one, two. All right, fight fans, it's time for the old one, two. And according to Boxing Kingdom, the Manila Bulletin reported that Manny Pacquiao, that's right, Pac-Man, one of the best to ever do it and definitely one of the best of his generation, has signed a deal with Al Heyman of Premier Boxing Championship. If that is indeed the case, that is huge. I shared with you a couple weeks ago how Pacquiao's former manager, Bob Arum of Top Rank, said he wanted no parts of Pacquiao and uh, Mayweather. We know that Al Heyman represents Mayweather, represents quite a few different fighters, and that would be huge absolutely huge I'm actually a little bit surprised because I know many many moons ago Pacquiao signed a deal or reportedly had signed something with Golden Boy and then that fell through and he was back with top rank and maybe that's why he didn't go that route and went with Heyman either way it goes uh, all of this is rumored I checked the PBC uh, site and their information as far as social media was concerned didn't see anything official being announced uh, but again if this has indeed happened that's huge all right now something i did get straight from the source from matchroom boxing's twitter handle unbeaten namibian ko artist walter katondokawa or Kwa, I don't know. Walter from Namibia. How about that? Anyway, he has vowed to shock the world against Demetrius Andraj. Why is he fighting Demetrius Andraj? Because Andraj cannot fight Billy Joe Saunders. That fight was supposed to take place on October 20th. Now the Namibian KO artist steps in to face him because Billy Joe Saunders test which I shared with you a couple weeks ago came back positive 
However, that te- even though that test came back positive, they couldn't find uh, anything banned as far as that was concerned. As a matter of fact, straight from the source again, uh, Billy Joe Saunders' uh, manager, Frank Warren, stated, or I should say the official statement on his site, is that he underwent testing with both WADA and VADA. WADA as mandated by the British Boxing Board of Control and voluntarily VADA at the request of the promoter. Uh, not the Massachusetts State Athletic Commission, which is the one who will not issue a license for Billy Joe Saunders. And since they will not now, this is all my own interjection. I'm not quoting uh, the Frank Warren site right now. But anyway, because they will not issue a license, Billy Joe Saunders has vacated his belt. And honestly, with everything going on, you have a positive test. You have the video that was out and was viral about you uh, propositioning a woman for sexual favors as well as uh, to do just despicable things to random strangers. After that popped up, you got all this craziness going on. You need to sit down somewhere and uh, focus on your life and, and get things in order. So I'm glad to see that he has done that and by vacating the title it gives him the ability to really focus as he needs to so um, my prayers will be with billy joe like i said he really really needs to get some things in order and since massachusetts will not issue the license he's stepping back from those things now again from the statement on frankwarren.com all four tests carried out by the uk anti-doping Uh, which is WADA's affiliate in the UK, and subsequent tests performed by VADA on Mr. Saunders contained no trace of a prohibited substance. Either way it goes, he can't fight, and he's taking a step back, which I think really is for the best. Now, some fights that will be taking place on this weekend on Saturday, you've got in Omaha, Nebraska, and you know, fight fans, you know, if it's a fight going on in Omaha, Nebraska, a boxing match specifically, it's got to be the really should be the number one pound for pound fighter right now. Ring has a number two, but should be number one. Terrence Bud Crawford taking on. Jose Benavidez Jr., 12 rounds at welterweight for Crawford's WBO title. Also on the 13th, from Ekaterinburg, Russia. This, I'm sorry. Terrence Crawford will be fighting on ESPN. Not ESPN Plus, but regular ESPN. Crawford is a top-ranked fighter. And most of his fights have been on ESPN and or ESPN Plus. Uh, but if you don't have the Plus, like your man, the voice. So I'm waiting until next year. Just can't come off of another streaming subscription right now. I just can't do it. But anyway, next year, different story. But 
It'll be on ESPN, so if you got ESPN, you'll definitely be able to catch that. Now, the fight in Russia will be on the zone, which your man, the voice, is paying for, which is why I won't pay for uh, ESPN Plus right now. But, yeah, anyway, I, too, I divulge way too much information. Y'all don't care about that. You care about the fights. And on the zone, you got the World Boxing Super Series quarterfinals. That's right, because the zone is the home for the World Boxing Super Series. This is in the bantamweight division. They had two fights last week. Good fights. This week, it'll be Zolani Tete, who's ranked number two, taking on Mikhail Olayan. That'll be for Tete's WBO belt. So that will be a 12-round affair at bantamweight. Sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice, and to keep up with MTMV Sports, formerly Trackstar Sports, make sure that you're following us on Twitter and on Instagram, as well as on Facebook. If you want to talk to me directly, I am The Voice. That's T-H-A-V as in Victor, O, Y as in Yankee, Z as in Zulu, E as in Echo, on all social media. You want to get the podcast first, subscribe to Anchor. Otherwise, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Republic, which is excellent if you are an Android user, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Debate Fuel is our flagship show. It airs live on Saturday mornings via Periscope, and the audio podcast is released on Mondays. Uh, also, make sure that you are joining the Debate Fuel Facebook group if you want to chop it up with other sports fans like yourself and make your voice known. Reminder, this is one of four podcasts this week. I love Bellator. You all know I love Bellator. Salute to Bellator. I love PFL too. Got information on the double header for Bellator, as well as the PFL playoffs, uh, and it's PFL nine with the light heavyweights and the lightweights. All that is in the first episode of Aftermath. So Aftermath Part One, I talk about those things with, um, or actually maybe Part Two. Either way it goes, it's one of them. Talk about those things with Josh Musel. So make sure that you're checking them out. Uh, Excellent, excellent information out there for you. Feeding your love for fights. Until next time, it's your man, The Voice, host of the MTMV Sports main card. And I'm sounding off.